Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of the Monkey Business Podcast. I'm your co-host Amith. I'm your co-host Victor. Today we will be talking about the Great Resignation. More specifically, what it is, how it started, how it spread around the world, and its impacts on our economy. We will also discuss if there is an end in sight for the Great Resignation. Before we dive deeper into what exactly the Great Resignation is, and why people are quitting their jobs, let's rewind back to the spring of 2020 when the pandemic took the world by storm. Millions of workers lost their jobs, creating a global recession. Though it may not seem like a long time ago, the situation back then was incredibly different to what it is now. Then, there was a greater demand for jobs than supply. Hence, many people were fired. To put the word many into context, 15% of the American working population lost their jobs, while a further 21% either got reduced working hours or a reduced salary. Most of these jobs were in the retail, transportation, and hospitality industries, as many restaurants, stadiums, and hotels had to be shut down due to stay-home orders. However, fast forward about a year later, the scenery has drastically changed. Movie theatres, retail, bars and entertainment started to reopen, and things started returning somewhat back to normal. This, however, fueled a massive sudden surge in demand for goods and services due to people being locked up in their homes for months. Companies then needed to keep up with the demand by hiring more workers. However, people weren't returning to work. Soon enough, those who were still working began to hand in their letters of resignations in the masses. This signaled the start of the Great Resignation. Now we know how the Great Resignation started. Let's dive into what it actually is. In its most simple idea, the Great Resignation is an economic trend where many employees quit their jobs in the same period. The Great Resignation spread globally as a growing worldwide movement led by young people protesting against the system. These people are unable to find decent paying jobs and are stuck in low paying jobs and are forced to work into the gig economy. These protests were promoted through social media such as Reddit, where an anti-work subreddit was hosted with over 1.5 million who wanted to cease work. Let's look at the examples like this around the world. In the US, young Americans was told that if they attended school and followed rules, they will be living the American dream. However, for most, the dream never was materialized. In China, multi-billionaire Jack Ma, who's the founder of Alibaba, promoted the work culture known as 996, where people work from 9am to 9pm, 6 days a week. The younger generation of Chinese workers are not found of this work ethic, and it is reported that Genzi workers are known to slack off by refusing to work overtime and delivering medium quality work. In Europe, stronger safety nests for workers have led to less disruption in the workforce. However, similar trends apply. So that begs the question, why are so many people resigning from their jobs? Obviously, each person's reason for resigning or changing jobs are tied to personal circumstances and their own personal reasons. However, there are many common themes to the Great Resignation. Firstly, many governments have been providing unemployment benefits such as cash benefits. One example of government benefits was the Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation Program, which provided an additional $600 per week to the unemployed. This gave people the confidence to leave their jobs, 
as it was a rare opportunity to do so with some financial support. Hence, people who were planning to leave their jobs and start their own businesses were encouraged to take the leap as the risk was seemingly reduced due to unemployment benefits. Therefore, it was no surprise when nearly 5.4 million new businesses were registered in 2021 in the USA. Not only is this a 23% increase from the previous year, but it is also the highest number of young establishments that's ever been created in a single calendar year in more than 15 years. With the market shifting so rapidly and large corporations now being in a position where they needed employees more than employees needed them, employees were in a prime commanding position. They began to see issues that had been building since pre-COVID times, such as burnout due to extremely long working hours with little pay. 40% of job-changing employees cited burnout as the primary cause of resignation. The pandemic has contributed to worsening burnout as corporations were forced to lay off many employees at the start of the pandemic, increasing the workload for the remaining workers with no pay raise. Furthermore, the fear of catching the coronavirus remained prevalent as more and more corporations began opening up their offices. Employees felt that it was unreasonable to return to in-person work when working remotely from home due to COVID has been extremely effective and reduced their chances of getting the infection. Low wages are also pushing people to hand in their letter of resignation. But inadequate pay has always been an issue. So why is it suddenly blown up now? As wages increase, the cost of goods and services will definitely rise as well, keeping us in the cycle of inflation. However, in lower paying jobs specifically, earnings have not matched the pace of the rising cost of living and work grew more uncertain. To put this into context, since 2000, minimum wage has increased by 4%, while the cost of living due to inflation is up by 61%. The pandemic and lockdown have opened people's eyes to the reality of this situation. More and more people, especially in low-paying sectors, have quit their jobs and reskilled through online courses to enter higher-paying fields. In this fashion, people are able to reskill and go from flipping burgers to software engineering, making $40 an hour instead of $14. All these issues have suddenly been brought up due to one key topic, work-life balance. The pandemic has held up a mirror in front of everybody, showing us the importance of work-life balance. As corny as it may sound, many people realized how unpredictable things were and were forced to reimagine what their priorities were. People realize that they want to quit their full-time jobs to spend more time with their family, careers, traveling, personal time, and hobbies. Realizing that life is short and never knowing when things could change for the worse or for the better, people began to take the risk to turn their hobbies into businesses before it was too late. Hence, the root of this issue is perspective. And this changing perspective is why 40 million people have quit their jobs since April 2020. The biggest underlying factor for resigning is people's unbalanced work-life experience. For years, people's lives have revolved around work. Prioritizing work over life events and planning their weeks according to the work schedule. However, the pandemic caused people to see the unpredictability of life, causing people to reflect on what really matters to them. People have quit jobs for upskilling to work, another profession, 
freelancing to spend more time at home. Some even completely stop working to enjoy what they love. People want jobs that help them maintain a work-life balance, not jobs that require their lives to prioritize jobs over everything else. So the short-term impacts for governments and corporations. As a large number of people are quitting their jobs amidst the pandemic, this leaves many firms with a lack of employees, especially in the sectors of food services and accommodation, a 6% resignation rate, as well as retail trade around a 4.9 resignation rate. Other industries see higher rates of quitting than others, such as leisure and hospitality. These jobs are extremely mental exhausting as you have to constantly try to be positive even if you don't feel like it. Retail and healthcare are among those of the highest resignation rates. Now you might be wondering, why is this significant and why should I bother about this? Well, the rise in resignations may lead to adverse consequences for everybody else. A higher unemployment rate is a major factor in driving inflation in many countries. In November, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics recorded the biggest inflation jump in over 40 years at a 6.2% year-over-year consumer price index increase. Due to a lack of workers, demand for labor will rise and the cost of labor will also rise. Hence, corporations may be forced to increase their prices as fewer labor results in fewer products being made. And especially in such a trying period with COVID-19, where many individuals are already struggling financially, this affects the way consumers spend their money, as now they have to pay more in order to afford their everyday needs. As a result, many individuals may not be able to afford even their basic necessities. The Great Resignation revealed a much more severe problem in today's world rather than just an economic crisis. It properly displayed the injustice gigantic corporations were treating their workers with, and more importantly, showed that change is possible. It showed everyone that workers have the power to choose their future according to their priorities and not that of the corporations. Hence, the Great Resignation can be seen as a leap forward in the control workers possess over their careers and livelihoods. Interestingly enough, the Great Resignation has also been referred as the Great Promotion. So what is the potential good that many economists and researchers have speculated to arise from this seemingly hopeless situation? People aren't just quitting their jobs. In fact, they're also demanding for better working conditions and a better pay. Most of the strikes happen as a result of burnt out employees and working overtime. No breaks, no weekends, and being forced to work an inhumane number of hours. Many have joined labor unions and collectively worked together to strike against their companies, tired of being exploited and not rewarded enough for the hours they have put into their work. In order to attract more employees, companies are forced to appease some of these demands. As a result of all the strikes, some firms have actually done that. For instance, the International Alliance of Theoretic Stage Employees, short for IATS, was able to create a new film and TV contract with Hollywood in order to please its employees who threatened to halt the ground productions of America. And McDonald's employee have striked in order to advocate for better working conditions over several instances of sexual harassment. In the midst of all this, there's COVID-19 that is still rampant while all of that is happening. 
Many employees in the healthcare sector have still been burnt out due to the increased demand in services. As of currently, the great resignation seems to be slowing down. According to ResumeBuilder.com, around 23% of employees will look for new jobs in 2022, while 9% has already found a new position. The great resignation has been going strong for around a year and a half or so. So is there an end in sight for this? Victor, what is your opinion on this? In my opinion, I think there is definitely an end to the great resignation. Even great companies and uh, corporations like we have mentioned before, such as McDonald's, even they had to improve their workplaces to attract more employees and get their employees to get back working, meaning they definitely will need these workers' help to run their company successfully. This means basically every company in our market will have to improve their workplaces if their employees are demanding it, or else they will not run their company successfully enough to actually be the same as before. So in my opinion, there will definitely be a stop to the great resignation when the companies actually fulfill the demands the workers are implementing them to do. Yep, I agree with you, Victor. I feel that the great resignation will definitely have to come to an end sooner or later because everybody needs jobs to feed their family and sustain their livelihoods. Hence, I feel like when the dust settles and companies formally reopen after the pandemic hopefully reduces or comes to an end, it will be a war for talent between these big corporations. Because right now, it's not exactly employees competing with each other for jobs. It's more of corporations competing with each other to secure the best talent. Hence, I believe that big corporations will need to be as attractive as possible in their workers' benefits and in the way they treat their workers in order to attract this talent. One example of this I found extremely interesting is Netflix. Netflix is an extremely big company and it's been growing at an exponential rate in the last few years, especially during the pandemic. 84% of Netflix employees feel like they are paid fairly, while 80% feel like they are satisfied with their benefits. This is partly because Netflix has many plans in place to ensure their workers do not get burnt out and are able to perform to the best of their abilities. One example of this would be the Netflix vacation policy. Netflix employees do not have a prescribed 9-5 workday and they do not have a fixed number of vacation days. Hence, they can effectively take a vacation whenever they feel like they need a break from their stress. However, this comes at the assumption that their standard of work is high and beneficial to the company. Policies like this attract young talent who want greater autonomy over how they plan their daily schedule. Hence, big corporations need such policies to prioritize their workers' benefits and put them over profits. Hey guys, thanks for watching this episode of the Monkey Business Podcast. We truly appreciate your support and hope to see you in the next one. Do remember to check out our medium.com blog post named The Monkey Business Podcast, as well as our Instagram page, also named The Monkey Business Podcast. We'll catch you in the next one and thanks for tuning in.